Welcome to Bumper Sticker Faith, everyone. My name is Sam Key, and I'm here with my man, Louis Dooley. What's up, what's up? And we're here to do another episode of Bumper Sticker Faith. It is uh, Bump Day here where we're What's up, bro? We're bump Day. That's filming right. from. And, uh, but I'm like- saying, before you let the cat out of the bag, before we let the cat out of okay. the bag, I got a question for you. Cat, get back in there. We're going to move We're gonna move a little okay. bit different this morning. So let me ask you a question, man. It's a yeah. pretty serious question. Not okay. that our stuff isn't serious, but this might be one of the most serious episodes we've done. How much does your life mean to you? I, it's it's everything to me. Hmm. Okay. What about your son's lives? You got two sons, yeah. right? How much do their lives yeah, mean those, to those you? Those are probably even more. Even worth more even more. And, and, and so, and I and I figured like I knew the answer to those questions, yeah. but that's leading us to our topic today. One last question. At what age did their lives matter most? Hmm. Yeah, that's that seems to be a trick question too, because there's at, at every stage it, of every age, um, it's mattered whether they were uh, six months old or six weeks old, not even born yet. Like it, it all mattered hmm. because without that, they wouldn't obviously be uh, who they are today and so in how the, they are today. So in the womb actually mattered. Yeah, absolutely. In the womb, there was value. Absolutely. I mean, our prayers for them started when they were in the womb still. Yeah. So if you haven't figured it out yet, today we're talking about abortion. Hmm. And I just thought to frame things up today, let's let's just think about life. Let's think about our lives. If you have children, let's think about their lives. I don't have any children mm-hmm. of my own. Um, but I've been around many people who do. And you are alive. And I am alive. I was a child. I was yeah. in the womb one day. Man. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, I wasn't like averted or yeah. aborted because I wouldn't even be here. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking miscarriages. Mm-hmm. You know, I know in the church, I can recall a handful of people over the years I've known. And it's, it's pretty devastating. Yeah, man. it is. Like before I really encountered that in my life. I knew what the word meant, but I grew up thinking abortion was like cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's no big deal. As a matter of fact, um, there were several times where um, before I went to prison, when I was in my major healing days where um, a girl thought she was pregnant. And I was like, man, let's go get an abortion. Mm-hmm. So I was one yeah. of those type of guys. I didn't value that life because yeah. I figured if it didn't, if it wasn't breathing, it wasn't alive. Mm-hmm. That was my thoughts back then. But. But people get really, really worked up, and it means so much that people even I've seen have birthdays. Hmm. Oh they, yeah, they literally have yeah, a birthday yeah, yeah. for a child that was a miscarriage. Yeah. yeah. And so, what what are your thoughts on yeah. that? Like, yeah, I, I have a couple of friends who, who have just recently gone through that, um, and uh, one of them actually wrote a song for his um, child and for the mm. situation that they went through, and it was. It's just devastating to listen to, to, mm. to, because it's real pain. It's a uh, real hurt, real loss, yeah. and um, we, we can't, we can't minimize it. Yeah, and people have names picked out. I yep. mean, there's all sorts of things I've heard. And if anyone that's watching or listening to this, if that's happened to you, man, like our hearts go out to you. Mm-hmm. Like in no means are we speaking negatively about that. Like we mm-hmm. validate and we value you and your child. Um, you know that that wasn't born, yeah. and so. But like that speaks to the people where they're really maybe no fault of their own mm-hmm. that that happened. But the people who do like have an abortion with intent, like in my frame of thought, 
is really their lack of the value of a life. Mm-hmm. And I know it gets to the question of, well, when is it mm-hmm. a living, existing being? That's not the rabbit trail of the argument mm-hmm. I really want to talk about today. It's really just value in life. So, like, what's the difference between, is that, like, the question you're uh, posing? Like, you have the, this one person that really wants their child, but it's miscarried and lost. Another person uh, who doesn't want it and aborts it, like, is what's the difference between those two? Why is one valued and the other I think it's, not? I think that, well, for one, like, both are a consequence of something happening, mm-hmm. right? Like sex happened and now pregnancy is mm-hmm. taking place. So one values and wants the consequence and the other doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it would be looked at as a mistake or mm-hmm. something that just isn't wanted and is not good. And so I think one, the person's perspective of how that pregnancy took place is really the crux of the whole thing mm-hmm. or maybe part of the crux. Um, there's there's some extenuating circumstances um, where a woman may end up pregnant and wasn't for the way it happened. And and for anybody that had that happen to them, you know, our hearts go out mm-hmm. to you like just as much, mm-hmm. maybe even more, um, because that was something to no fault of your own. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, like I don't really want to go down that trail again, because I think those type of pregnancies mm-hmm. are more rare. Mm-hmm. than the ones that we see yeah. every day. Right? 98% are elective. 98% plus are elective okay. um, abort- abortions. Well, that's a good That's yeah. a good stat. Yeah. That's a good stat. I could go down that. <laughs> I could go down that uh, little rabbit hole for a minute, too, sure, about sure. the person um, who aborts because maybe it was incest or rape or, like, that's... that's uh, that is a, a traumatic and tragic thing. But the question that um, I would ask and, it, and what that kind of abortion assumes is that you know what, what's going to happen and what's best for you. Like you can, you can predict the future. You can look down and see that if I have this child, then life will be bad. Things will uh, be out of control, or what? All this stuff, bad stuff, could happen. But you don't know that. Yeah. You don't. You don't know that 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 child to be born to you could be the great greatest person who's ever lived <clears throat> on the face of the earth. Yeah. He could be a genius who cures cancer. Yeah. He could. He could be. You don't know what that child could become, yeah. even if he's not like the genius who. Uh, um, <laughs> gets rid of cancer, maybe he's a well-loved community member who's loved by his neighbors and he or she cares for community members such that um, betters their town. Mm. And like, you don't, you don't know what that child can become. Yep, and, and by aborting, you're assuming that you know and that you're in control and I yeah, just, I think, I just, I, and maybe you can look at the cards and kind of see um, what's in it in your favor or not. But ultimately, we have to admit we don't know. I think that another reason that people may be so quick to have an abortion or not value life is that they don't place much value in the giver of life. Okay, you know, and I know that there's plenty of people mm-hmm. who are legitimately Christians who may mm-hmm. be for abortions, but. You know, to those people, I would want to ask the question, like, who is the who is the author of life? Who's the giver of life? You know, because if I think about the amount of times I had sex and a baby didn't come about Mm -hmm. like it's not like it's one and done. 
You know, so like there's something that God is in control and playing a major part in when life is going to yeah. happen. Yeah. When after intercourse. Yeah. And so that's what I would pose to people that think like that. Mm -hmm. Like if God is the one that's saying yes yeah. to this, because I believe he does, mm -hmm. then what gives us the right to then say no? Yeah, because we're not the givers of life. Because we're not the giver of and like, life. And you didn't give yourself your life either. Correct. <laughs> yeah, correct. And so um, with that being said, um, I was looking through social media, um, thinking about this, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden this, this post popped up mm. that I printed off that I want to read through. But before I read through it, I want to um, talk about a Bible verse because – while I was thinking about this, it kind of my memory was jogged about King Solomon. Mm. Maybe you guys don't know much about King Solomon. He was David's son and he was known as not only probably um, the richest man ever to live, mm -hmm. but the wisest man mm -hmm. outside of Jesus mm -hmm. that ever lived. And there's a story. I'm not going to read all the verses to you, but it's in First Kings um, chapter three, verses 16 mm -hmm. through 28. And the story in short is there's two women. Um, they're prostitutes or harlots, it says. Um, they both get pregnant. They both give birth to sons. They're kind of secluded by themselves in the room. They go to sleep. One of the women's sons dies. The other one doesn't. The one whose son dies, wakes up, switches the baby. The mom that wakes up later goes, hey, this isn't my son. The other lady, like, it is your son. So like, let's go mm -hmm. to the king. Let's go to Solomon. They go to Solomon. The, the real mom is saying, hey, this is my son. She took it. Her son died. And the other one's saying the exact same thing, but the opposite. And so Solomon goes, okay, bring me a sword. Hmm. Bring me a sword. They brought him a sword. And he said, this is what hmm. we're going to do. I'm going to cut this baby in half hmm. and I'm going to give each of you half of the baby. So now you each have a piece of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And the real hmm. mom goes, wait, hmm. please don't bring any harm to the child. Let her have hmm. it. Solomon, in his great wisdom, goes, that's the real mom. Mm -hmm. Give her the baby. Mm -hmm. And just before this happened in the same chapter, God had just blessed Solomon with giving him this mm -hmm. great wisdom. He said, look, I'm going to give you this wisdom because you asked for it. You could have mm -hmm. asked for riches. You could have asked for gold. You could have asked for his other stuff, mm -hmm. but you didn't. You just asked for wisdom. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you the wisdom, yeah. and I'm going to give you all the other stuff, too. So this had just happened yeah. before yeah. this scenario. And so, you know, I just thought about that, like, the wisdom of Solomon mm. in a situation like this, we need the wisdom of yeah. God. And Solomon was the Supreme Court of the day <laughs> oh, as absolutely. well as the king. The king <laughs> did all that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so that's what I thought, you know, for those that want to read the story and learn, learn a little bit more, um, you can in first Kings chapter three, verses 16 through 28. But here's the the little um, post, the little thing I saw shared on social media. It says, um, just heard a woman on a newscast say it's a woman's right to choose. Choose what? Choose to terminate your baby's life? Isn't that what they are saying? That they can choose to stop their baby's heartbeat? And if they are stopping a heartbeat, aren't they killing the baby? And on that train of thought, what about this scenario? So check this yeah. scenario out. A pregnant married woman is walking down the street and a person with a gun shoots her in the abdomen, killing the unborn child. She and her husband wanted that baby so much. Mm. Perhaps they even went through in vitro fertilization just to have that baby. Should the criminal be charged with murder of the unborn child and attempted murder for the mother? And would it matter if the baby was 24 days old in the womb or one week from being born? 
Do we give a value number based on its outside the womb viability? I'm going to ask that again. Mm -hmm. Do we give a value number based on its outside of the womb viability? And if you argue that we should consider viability, then would you say someone killing a five-year-old should get a longer sentence than someone killing an 80-year-old? Hmm. Do you get the slippery slope we stand upon if we rate a person's worth based on arbitrary factors? Shouldn't all life have value and not look at conditions to assign value? Didn't we learn a lesson from slavery? Weren't people of color thought of as less valuable because an arbitrary thing such as skin color? Hmm. Is that slippery slope idea making sense now? Hmm. We can do better. We have to do better. We can value human life and protect all life. And I just wow. thought, wow, that just, man, there's like a drop the mic type thing. Yeah. So yeah. when I sent that to you wow. and you read that, like, what, did, what, what, what went through your mind? What were your thoughts? Um, it, It's it's a slippery slope. And like, because they're picking this one, this one form of measurement, the age and like the, like it pointed out, you 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 might as well uh, pick skin color, or you might as well pick. I mean, th this is Hitler's eugenics, <laughs> where, mm. where he's saying that this kind of person is the best person, and so we're gonna try to, um, yeah, uh, use our genetic knowledge to try to get this kind of person and weed out all this other stuff. But to me, it seems like the same kind of thing that's that's happening, that we're picking an arbitrary number. And and what is viable? Like what if um, a nine month old that's uh, still nursing is not a viable human being because they can't live on their own yeah. like they. But but yet it's a nine month old and, and no one would say you should kill that child. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. A, it's a crazy situation, man, you know, and. Again, to me, it goes back to valuing life, mm -hmm. you know, and I know the question is, when is it a life? Right. Like that's the big question yeah. mark that's just flashing brightly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't yeah. say. But based on stuff I've seen and stuff I've read, um, I would say, like, as soon as conception takes mm -hmm. place, that's when this yeah. thing starts to form. That's when that's when it has life. It's when it, when it starts know? to grow. Yeah. Yeah. When it starts to grow. It's kind of like if I plant um a, a rose bush or some mm -hmm. kind of flower in the ground like I put the soil on top you know or maybe if it's a seed I'm, mm -hmm. you know I can't see the seed underneath but before I see the sprout yeah. through the ground there's yeah. a root that yeah. already took place yeah. so something is alive even though I can't yeah. see it you know we definitely know that's true yeah. in pregnancy because there's a you know eight nine month you know yeah. span that takes yeah. place as this baby is forming but yeah. but at some point that yeah. seed as it dies right and starts to give root when mm -hmm. that conception takes place. Then that's when, to me, I would say the root yeah. of a child begins to take place. Yeah. And that's where life yeah. is. And people who say, like, we don't know if the fetus is a human or not. We like, like, we don't know if um, so. It's OK. Like, we don't know if it's actually a child yet. So then it's OK to kill. That's such a <laughs> huge leap of logic. It doesn't make any sense at all like we don't know something so it's okay to kill it okay let me give you yeah. some scenarios yeah. here tell me about your knowledge of laws here let's say that you have guns in the house i'm not saying you do but let's say you do and you hear, i don't by the way and you Take hear <laughs> and you hear uh you're upstairs in your room and you hear some noise downstairs and you get your it's the middle of the night you get your gun come downstairs and you see some rustling in the curtain 
and you just start firing at it because you don't know. You say, know. hey, police, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, but let's say it happened to be a human being there. And they didn't. They were unarmed. It was just like uh, a neighbor confused or whatever. Um, what would be the charge against you? Would you be let off if you killed that person? Yeah, I mean, it, you, you know. You wouldn't be let off. Yeah, they have. <laughs> You'd the be rules, charged with. <laughs> well, they got rules in some states where, like, you can even be within so many feet of a person outside your home. And if you kill them, then it's yeah. justified. So. There's different rules governing. But you'd be charged states. with manslaughter here in Illinois, okay? Because just because you don't know doesn't give you the right to kill it. Got you, got you. All right. And let's say you're driving your car and you uh, ran into a, a building, and you <laughs> killed some people. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't know there were people inside. Yeah. So ignorance it, isn't a defense. Yeah, ignorance isn't a defense. Yeah. It's never a defense. You're still guilty. Yeah. And so, so to say, well, we don't know if this is a child or not. Okay, let's say you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Let's say nobody okay. knows. It doesn't make it okay to yeah, kill yeah. the child, to yeah. kill that thing. Yeah. Well, it just it just goes to show you how much people are in defiance of um, God mm-hmm. and what he wants and his just and his righteousness. Because, again, it goes back to consequences, right? A pregnancy is a consequence of sex. Mm-hmm. And consequences can be good or bad. You know, and if you choose to be sexually active, um, there's a chance that you can become pregnant. And I get it, right? I'm a man. I'm speaking from a man's point of view, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely trying to be sensitive to the Mm -hmm. fact that, you know, there's a woman that's involved in this and and that both of us have Mm -hmm. consented to having sex. Mm -hmm. And if she gets pregnant, like, that's the risk that we both ran, Mm -hmm. but one person kind of gets left holding the bag, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, you get Mm -hmm. left holding the baby if you're the woman. That doesn't take away any responsibility um, from me, mm-hmm. but for there to be a choice for either one of those people to say, let's terminate this pregnancy. To me, that comes down to number one, you probably didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And number two, you have no form of godly thinking in you because of this. And I love what you said mm-hmm. about not knowing. Mm-hmm. So it makes it OK to terminate this pregnancy even if we don't know from a fetus standpoint, mm-hmm. whether it's a alive or if it's a, mm-hmm. like we, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So instead of erring on the side of caution, we don't want this consequence. So let's just get rid of it yeah. and act like it never happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that, man, that that hurts, man. Yeah. That, that hurts me, even though I'm not in any of those situations, mm-hmm. because I think it hurts God. Mm-hmm. I think it saddens God that we, his creation, are so like feeble minded and so Mm -hmm. caught up in our flesh and our sin that we won't even recognize him and what he wants. And and for those who aren't Christ followers, it makes all the sense in the Mm -hmm. world why they're not thinking about Mm -hmm. God, right? Because they're not following God. But for my Christian brothers and sisters who, who are, who stand like staunch about like pro choice, Mm -hmm. like, come on, man. I had a, even, even a, a, person who's not a Christian can understand, hopefully can understand this. I had a, someone say to me who was arguing for pro-choice, he, he just kept saying, you know, it's just tissue. It's just tissue. It's, it's not a baby. It's just tissue. It's what he kept saying, mm-hmm. like very like uh, adamant about it. And I said, okay, well, then let me go, let me go get a knife. <laughs> and I was close with this guy. So, uh-huh. you know, I could get off saying this. But I said, let me go get a knife and stab you in the heart. Right now, because yeah, it's just yeah. tissue. Just tissue. It's just tissue, right? It's just heart tissue. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't I do that? Well, 
it is tissue, but it's also me. It's also a person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and you need that tissue in order to yeah. to live. So the yeah, maybe the embryo, maybe it's just tissue, sure, but it's also a person. And it needs that tissue in order to have life. Yep. yep like why absolutely. are we we in this scientific uh materialistic worldview like just like solomon's baby cut it in half where we think we can uh divorce a physical reality from spiritual meaning and reality in life and you can't do that and so we want to reduce everything down to just tissue and atoms because that makes us feel more comfortable more readily uh easily to justify different kinds of behavior like it's just just tissue these are just atoms it does it's all meaningless no it's not it's more than that it is that but it's more than that there's another layer of meaning and reality on every person Mm -hmm. it's it's a like a corpse it may just be tissue like a debt you like you go to a funeral there's a there's a person yeah there but even even though a cor- even a corpse, however, still has human dignity, but it doesn't have potential to to, to live again, you know, yeah, the yeah. way it did before. Yep. Uh, but 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 tissues and cells and an embryo, it has all the potential in the world, and it's still growing. It's still um, it's still that <clears throat> that life force is still with it. Yeah, you know. So when I thought about this topic to talk about, I was telling Sam like. You know, I'd like to do some episodes where we talk about stuff that's like going on in the media, yeah. you know, and this obviously in light of um, this leaked information about Roe versus Wade and this potential overturn of that, which I'm shocked. I, I'm, I'm in disbelief that this has come up. And like to me, it would make sense that this if 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 it didn't exist, this would be the year where a Roe versus Wade would happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the world has become so liberal with sexuality mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it's almost mm-hmm. like it's flip flopped, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. And maybe I'm misunderstanding some things, but that's why um, mm-hmm. this topic. But actually, I don't believe that abortion is the issue. Mm-hmm. I don't believe pro-life and pro-choice is really the issue. I think the issue is the lack of people valuing God and valuing mm-hmm. their body. Yeah. If we had the framework, if people had the framework and the thinking of who God is and how he created me and who he created me to be and how much value this body is that he's given Mm. to me, I wouldn't be putting myself in situations like this. So I already have to make that choice. Yeah. You know, so to me, just to kind of peel the layers back, it's a how am I honoring my sexuality and my body towards God? You don't realize what you've got. So let me this thinking about this for the first time, but let me make an analogy. Let's say you have that uh, six million dollar. Like I've been to the car show in Chicago, mm-hmm. and they've had like these six million dollar cars there. I don't even know what they're called. My son's <laughs> a my Bugatti. Son, yeah, my son's well, Bugatti. Baby. My sons know what they're called. Yeah, Bugatti. But let's say you have that Bugatti, <clears throat> that six million dollar car. Yeah, you would value it. Much, you would <clears throat> treat it much differently. Think about it much differently than anything else, probably <laughs> yep. in your life. Yeah, and that's just a stupid car. Yeah, like you are the Bugatti plus. Plus some. Yeah, every Bugatti. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody is a Bugatti. <laughs> everybody, I mean, our, our lives are present. That's why I started off, like, how much do you value your life? Well, you that, like more than anything. And, and that's the thing, like, <clears throat> it, 
when it comes to like, if you talk about my sons, you know, my, would I rather have one of my sons or, uh, or 10 Bugattis? Like there's no, <laughs> it's not no even contest. a choice. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. Of course my sons. Yeah. That, so, that doesn't, yeah. So it's the value that we have on ourselves, which leads back to the first question yeah. I asked you, how much do you value your life? Yeah. And to me, that's what it goes back to. Yeah. We see biblically when people devalue their bodies um, and how it leads to like maybe a Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. like what God's view is upon that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many people will probably say today we're living in a modern day mm-hmm. Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah. especially with the the transgender and sexuality and all these things that have always existed. Mm-hmm. Now, this this stuff ain't nothing new. It's just that people are putting it out there more. Mm-hmm. They're not behind closed doors because they're afraid. Mm-hmm. And it's flip flop from being well, people are going to be judgmental towards me to now people are kind of. You know, coming out the closet, quote unquote, so to speak, mm-hmm. and saying, hey, man, middle finger to you mm-hmm. if you don't like this. And now I got a whole team of people behind mm-hmm. me and we can crush you. We can cancel you. We can do all this yeah. stuff if you ain't rolling with yeah. us. And, they, and they're kind of taking the government along with yeah. them because so many laws and stuff are changing, you know. And yeah. so um, in that in that kind of line, yeah. um, I was just in a, a juvenile facility the other day and there was a young man in there who identifies being a woman. And I learned that they allow him to live in the cottage with the women. Hmm. And I was just blown away. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was like. Wow. You know, I, wow. I, I you know, played a game of one-on-one. He's like, you got to play basketball. I'm like, yeah, so let's play one-on-one. I'm like, all right, man, take it easy on the old man. He's 20. I'm 48. <laughs> you know, so I beat him. And he was like, but he wasn't really good. So it really wasn't like I beat him. But it was just blowing my mind, man, because I've never really been exposed to that and been mm-hmm. around that. And and I value this person. You know, I mm-hmm. do. He didn't come to our Bible study, but mm-hmm. I sent some snacks back with an yeah. officer to give to him something yeah. to drink, some snack cakes, some chips, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I love him just as much as I love anybody mm-hmm. else that's in there. But it's just like I'm being faced with situations in my in my life and ministry where I have to be very sensitive to things because I, I want to like love people. Yeah. You know, I don't want to like push people away. I want to be a magnet. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to be like when you put two mm-hmm. magnets together and they oppose mm-hmm. each other. I want to draw people to mm-hmm. me, but I need to understand how to love people and I need to understand how to communicate with people. And so I guess as we're kind of winding down on this, I'm thinking about um, people who are listening or watching this, who maybe you agree with what we're saying um, we need to be thinking about how we communicate with other people about the topic of abortion. You know, um, my my hope and prayer, I would say our hope mm-hmm. and prayer is that that you do like believe that um, that life is precious, that life is from God and that if he gives it, that we by no means should be taking mm-hmm. it. Um, and as we encounter other people in our lives, whether it be family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, whoever that may view things differently, that you start to think and frame up in your mind, how can I have a conversation with them, a loving, godly conversation mm-hmm. with them that they'll be willing to listen to try to get the wheels turning in their mind that maybe they'll start changing their views mm-hmm. somewhat, you know, and, and and I would even liken that to like some form of evangelism, mm-hmm. you know, so that's my hope that people would, yeah. would get from yeah. today. My, <laughs> I'm a little bit... Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know what the word is uh, for me right now, but this kind of get, gets me going. This okay, topic, all right, and like, all right. Because as we were preparing, I'm lo- watching these abortion videos and that, and seeing protesters and, and that, and I just the irony just really hits me. Those people that are out there, 
uh, yelling and screaming, using the breath that God has given them Mm -hmm. to argue against life. And I think it's so illogical. It's so ironic because you've been given life. And if you're alive, living, breathing, you have no right. You like you have no uh, dog in the fight. You have no right to argue against life yeah, because yeah. you've been given life. It's kind of like me. Uh, uh, l- let's say I'm against words, okay? And I say, <laughs> and I, I sit there and scream. We should outlaw words. We shouldn't use words. I hate words. Words should be banned. It's like you're using words. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah, can't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that without being laughed at. Yeah, it's like how do you protest against? How, how do you fight for abortion? Because if it happened to you, you wouldn't even exist. You wouldn't be able to fight against it. <laughs> you wouldn't exist. Like, that's laughable, people. Yeah. It's laughable. Yeah. And that's sin, man. That's what sin does. Yeah, sin it does. Corrupts. And I'm and I'm full it of twists. sin. And I'm full of sin. And yeah. I've, I've twisted them some things yeah. up, and, too. And, 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 and I we, get that. And, and we have some yep. things in our lives more than likely that are just as corrupt, if not more corrupt, than their thinking. So yep. we're not Absolutely. trying to cast judgment on anybody. Don't take it that way. We're just trying to shine a light on one mm-hmm. issue, but we do, each of us, understand that we have sin in our lives that is just as evil mm-hmm. and just as corrupt of that, and we're trying to fight against that. Yeah. I mean, I'll speak for you. Like, yeah. we we trying to fight against sin, man. We're just not embracing yeah. it. We're not just saying, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, like Paul said in Romans, like, should sin abound so grace abounds yeah, more? Yeah. Like, yeah. certainly yeah. not, man. We need to fight against that it's thing. It's hard to hear the truth, and people have... Uh, pointed their fingers at me and told me the truth that I needed to hear, and yeah. that's good. It's hard, but it's good, and, hey, I, and I welcome that. It's hard, that is good. Truth is yeah. hard, but it's good. So, man, thank you guys for um, joining us for another episode. As always, if you learned anything, if 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 you want to write us some hate mail, like we welcome some hate mail. You know, you can hate mail us at bumperstickerfaith <laughs> at gmail.com. That's bumperstickerfaith at gmail.com. Um, you can like they even got a dislike thing. If you dislike, like, you know what? Holla at us. You know, we ain't scared of dislikes because we know that's the world we live in. But, um, you know, join us again for another episode in the future. And if you missed ones in the past, go check those out, too. So it was good kicking with y'all today. Yeah. Peace. Peace.